he was so abusive, sexually abusive. And every time I attempted to tell my mom, he would say, I would tell my brother or my mother, then they will chase you out. So how old were you at the time? I was around seven, eight. Before my mother passed on, she sat me down. She said to me, I'm about to die. What happened to your mom? And he mm. said to me, you know what, three months is way too long. You are just like the baby still alive because you didn't do that. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. If the baby dies, it's okay. Hey guys, and welcome to St. Twitch TV. This is I've Been Through the Most podcast right here on our channel. And we are delighted to bring you yet another exciting episode. Exciting episodes, of course, means uh, sometimes a lot of drama, mm -hmm. but a lot of truth to our guest stories. Yeah. Um, but it comes with a lot of inspiration That's as true. well and hope. So we hope that today's episode will bring you exactly that. We have an incredible woman in studio today and uh, she's here to share her story. Hello there and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Basani, can you just introduce yourself to, to our audience? Okay. Um, my name is Basani Shungwani. I was born and bred in Gyan. I'm 30 years old. Um, the only child from my mom. My mother passed on when I was nine years old. <coughs> so my mother had me out of wedlock and her mother had her out of wedlock. I think that could be one of the reasons why she was not raised by her mom. So like I said, my mother passed on when I was nine. I had to stay with my mother's grandmother who was old by then. And then when she also passed on, my mother's aunt, Mamkulu, had to take over from raising me. And then that, that's just how it went. But then in staying with my grandmother, my mother's aunt, we didn't really have much of a good relationship with my uncle. He just didn't want me for no reason. He used to say, you know, you have to go and find your dad. So, you know, at home, usually um, during weekends, our grandmother would go for a funeral or whatever and come mm. back maybe Sunday late. I knew that within that time, my uncle would chase me out and say, you have to go and look for your dad. If he doesn't chase me out, he would hide food. So I knew for the whole weekend, I would I, did, I would not have food unless if I go and ask food from my neighbors or whatsoever. But mm. before we get to my mother, my grandmother's story, my mother was married again. So my stepfather's yes. little brother, he was so abusive, sexually abusive. And every time I attempted to tell my mom, he would say, I would tell my brother or my mother, then they will chase you out because you know that this is not your house. But because I was a child and I wanted to ho to have a home so bad, yes. I couldn't tell my mom. So wait, so how old were you at the time and how old was this um, brother? Stepbrother. I'm is not it, it's sure. Stepbrother. Right? No, no, he's my... Step father, let me just say my father's little brother, so okay. he's an uncle. Okay. Oh, okay. So he was a bit old. I don't know how old, but he was older than me. And I like was in his twenties? Maybe. Okay. How and old you were younger you? than nine. I was like your seven, mom passed away seven, at nine. Eight. Sure. Yeah. I was around seven, eight when when he started doing these things. So when my mother passed on, I was like, at least I don't have to go to that house again. Mm. Little did I know that the grandmother will pass on. Now I have to go and live with my mother's aunt and the Wait, uncle so didn't want you me. Could, so did you ever get an opportunity to tell your mom about this is, this what This is your the uncle... first time I'm talking about it. My family doesn't know. Only my friends know. Yo. I've so never. your mom passed and she didn't know what you went through? I didn't. Because he said to me, if you tell her, mm. then just know her, they will chase you out. And I knew we had no way to go. 
Okay, take us through the abuse and and how it started, the sexual abuse. What was happening? What were you, you know, from school? Were you at home? At home. Where did it happen and what happened? You know, I get at home usually we don't have a lot of rooms, so we share. So I was sharing a room with him. Oh. I was sharing a room sure. with him. So he would do that every day. And I tried to complain, he would say you should never ever talk about this. So to me, I think he knew what he was doing. Mm. He knew. And he knew, I don't know what he's doing, but I knew it was wrong because he would say, you should never, ever speak about this to anyone. You should never. And how long did it go on for? Did, did he molest you? Did he rape you? He did rape me. Sure. And he she did. is so young. I think when you are eight, I'm so sorry about you that. are a baby, you know. And Literally. of course, when you're that age, you take a threat for a threat. So if somebody threatens yeah. you and says, listen, we're going to kick you out. Yeah, you believe it. You believe it and and, and you feel fearful. And you not only have to live with the abuse, but you also have to live with the fear Mm. from the threat. And you still had to sleep with him. I still had to sleep with him. Because obviously you're not saying anything. So the thought of going to bed for you was was horror and trauma. Yeah, but I had to. I had nowhere to go. I couldn't go to my father's place. I couldn't go to my grandmother's place because... We were just not talking. She was just not part of the picture. She has never been part of the picture. And your mom, did she not see any signs that she, something she was wrong? She never saw anything. She never. She, I don't know. So for them, it's like the kids are sleeping in one room. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. She never saw anything until she passed on. Well, like, it happened for like two years. So I don't know if I should say luckily she passed on. I don't know. Do you know, it's, 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 yeah, I think it's a very difficult place to be in because you want to be sad for your mom's passing, but at the same time, you're like, finally, the abuse stops. Yeah. I get to move away from this place. But then remember, that was physical abuse, which I think, I don't know if I should say I somehow managed to overcome, but if there's one thing that really hurts me the most is the emotional abuse. You know, you know, when you know that you don't have anywhere to go, yes. that is the like when someone says, "Go and look for your dad." I knew for a fact that my dad doesn't want me. We stay in the same village. He never tried to look for me after my mother's funeral. And so he knew. He knew. Mm-hmm. He knew. Why was he married? Why Why did he not want to look after you, find mm. you? The first time I spoke to him and I asked him, "Why did you neglect me?" He said to me, "I'm married." And my wife would never approve this. But then I looked for a wife and I asked, this is what is happening. I am your your, your, your daughter's husband. Mm, yeah. And he, this is what he told me. And she said, I don't know anything about that. Apparently, we have a good relationship with the wife now. We so do that talk. means that was his choice. It see? was and his choice. And you still don't have a, a relationship with your father I now. I still don't have a relationship with him. Yeah, because I was about to, you know, to be upset at the fact that I don't get why people um, who get married after they've had children now want to act like they don't have children when they're with their new partner. And it's like, why are you acting like you don't have a child? Getting into the marriage, you should be open about, I have a child. If this person decides to marry you, they know you have a child. So the child should never be an issue. I mean, you know, we think it's common sense, but unfortunately, that is not the case. So if the wife says, now, I don't have a problem, it's like so painful to know that your own father is like intentionally neglecting you. Yeah, he knew. I think the wife from the get-go knew that he's got a daughter. 
because from the because the first time I tried to look for him, I was 18. So all these years after your mom, your mom passed away, you are nine years old. Mm -hmm. So 11 years goes by. What is happening to you? You moving from from your grandmother's house, great grandmother. You staying with with the other uncle that that didn't want you, and then you finally say, okay, I think I need to look for my father. Yeah. And you know the beautiful thing about this whole thing before my mother passed on, she never said to me. Or she sat me down actually two months. It was around August two thousand and one. Mm. She sat me down. She said to me, "I'm about to die, mm. and when I die, go to church." Actually, she said, "Go to Sunday school. They will teach you about God." Yeah. Wow. Sure. And when you need anything, just ask for me. Mm. That's what she said. Wow. She never said go to my mom. No. She never said go to your father. She said sure. go to church. Sure. And since then, church was the only place I felt like I belong. It was the only place. It was the only place oh, I felt so like so I have a home. Yeah, yeah. Every time I go to church, well, I thought maybe I'll see her there. Mm. I kept going to church thinking because the funeral was a church. I thought, okay, no, it's fine. It means that I will find my mother there. Because that oh. was the last place I saw her. Okay. So I kept going to church thinking, okay, Remember, maybe nine. one day I'll, I'll find nine. my mom. So I went to Sunday school. I kept going to church. Years went by. I go to church. I don't find my mom. There were days where I would go to church. Not in a Sunday service. I would just go to church. And I would think my mother would be there. I remember one, one the first time my uncle chased me out, I went to church. I went to church. I was like, I'm looking for my mom. Remember, I didn't sure. know how to pray. I was not, I, I was, yeah, I was yeah. young. I didn't know how to pray. But then because she told me you have to go to church and they will teach you about this man. His, his name is God. Mm. If you ever need anything, he will give you. The, actually, literally the last conversation we had because it mm. was around August. And since then, she just got worse. She was admitted. The last convince, the last time I spoke with my mom, she said to me, I'm dying. All these ups and downs taking me to the hospitals, it's going to go to waste. But don't tell your grandmother, the mother-in-law, because she's mm -hmm. the one who was responsible for her. She said, I'm dying. And when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. But if you want to see me again, you need to go to church. You need to go to church. If you ever need anything... God will give you a church that will teach you about this man. He's called God. Hmm. He will provide for you. Hmm. It didn't make sense to me because I've so never seen God. Literal. So I I've, will see you at church. I yes. And the funeral was at church. And I was like, okay, now my mother passed on, like she said. Yeah. I, I continued to go to church because that's where she said I should go. Hmm. And trust me, when things got worse, church was the only place I could church is still the only place I feel like I belong because yeah. that's where she said I should go yes. but I didn't just find a man who I didn't just go to church to, like literally I agree it was a fact of okay I want to see my mom I was going to yeah, church yeah. hoping that I will see my mom hoping yes. that I will get her waiting for me mm -hmm. I thought church is heaven because she said we'll meet in heaven and the funeral was there so I went mm -hmm. to church thinking okay no it's fine I'll see my mom I didn't mm -hmm. see my mom I met God, and he's been yeah. so good to me. Aww. He's been so good. I don't know how I survived the 
the years from not working mm. until today. But God has been so good. He has been so good. Okay, after I came to the site, okay, I made a vow to myself and I said, you know what? I've been abused so bad. I would only come back home if it's important. Yeah. I remember telling my uncle the last time he chased me and I said to him, I'm going to be rich. Mm. I know I'm smart. Yes. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be successful. And I promise you, I'll never come back to, my, to your mother's house. Mm. And I was 17. Mm. That was the yeah. last time I spoke to him. Because your experiences were so bad. It was so bad. Tell yeah. me something, Basani. Uh, what happened to your mom? Was she sick? What? She was sick, I think, for... Before my mom passed, she had... I had a little sister. She passed mm. on. Then I had a little brother. He was premature. He passed on. Then she after that... What happened to your little sister? I don't... I was young. You know, at home, yeah. they don't really mm. tell us these things. Okay. Even my mother's passing, no one told me about it. I just saw up and down, going up and down. Mm. No one told me about it. Yeah. So she passed on. She she was sick for like two years. And she passed on after that. No one told me she was, she's, she's, she's gone. They were just busy doing the things. After the funeral, no one bothered to come back and ask me, how are you? Oh. Are you well? Because I think... Yeah. You're that sad. So so because sorry. that's the trauma that um, I think you live with and that's the memory that you have of your mom departing. Everyone just pretending like you don't exist. So she didn't even have counseling yeah. after that. Nobody spoke to you. And closure of what is happening. No one. No one. Not even one person came to ask, are you okay? When I was not waking, no one even came to ask, what are you eating? Are you well? Who's paying your rent? Yeah. I don't know if it's just being black people yeah. or it's, it's a family thing, but no one came to ask. My mm -hmm. As for my grandmother, I don't know if she never healed as well, but she she just never I can say maybe we spoke less than five times ever since my mother passed on. And that was mm. 20, 20, 20, yeah. 22 years ago. Whew. Okay. Do you have years. any siblings now? I'm the, I know I'm the only child. So the, you come this side to Joburg. So you look for work and you go to varsity. I looked for work. I worked as a cashier. Mm -hmm. I worked as a sales promoter. I worked for quite some few companies. Then 2018, I applied to study. Mm -hmm. Then I got the next first thing. Then it paid for my studies. Oh, awesome. Then I did the most stupid thing a Christian lady can ever do. I felt pregnant. I felt pregnant. I had a baby. So uh, three months after, okay, I broke up with my the father of my child mm. before I even knew I was pregnant okay mm. so but then I told him this is the thing and mm. he was like no you know what it's fine we're gonna co-parent okay the baby was born after exactly the day the baby was born I mm. told him um I have a baby mm -hmm. and he said you know what I will call you don't call me we, we will only talk when I call you mm. I was like okay mm. no it's fine then he called me after three months and he said to me um I want to come to your place with these grannies from my village so they can do shintlokwan. I don't know what they call it in English. You know, this initiation thing. Mm. And I'm like... So this person didn't see you when you were pregnant? Mm -hmm. Didn't see the baby when they were born? Didn't take care of Three it? Three months later, they want to go and... And initiate the initiate baby. Initiate the baby. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. 
I don't think God can ever give me an incomplete baby. She's perfectly fine. She's she's gonna grow. She doesn't need all those things you're talking about. Yeah. And he said to me, "You know what? Three months is way too long. You are just like the baby still alive because you didn't do that." Yeah. And I was like, you know, "I'm not gonna do it. If the baby dies, it's okay. I'm grateful for whatever month he's given mm-hmm. me with her. But other than that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it." And he said to me, "Okay, no, it's fine. If you don't do it, then no hurry. I'm not gonna be part of her life. It means she's not my child." Yeah. Yeah. And did that actually happen? It did. He didn't he, raise her he, at all. No. He didn't. Just because you refused. That's just because I refused for the child to I don't even think because she refused. I think he was just not involved anyway. So, yeah. You know, from the beginning because for me if you just call for that, I think even after that he was probably going to continue, but I mean we we can't predict that. We are not God. But um, let's talk about the fact that you registered mm. for a bursary, right? The mm-hmm. NFSS. So you got the bursary. So now that you're pregnant, does it then affect your bursary? No, it didn't. Okay. It's, it's long distance. It's UNISA. So I started mm. from home. So it didn't affect anything. I had to go through the studies. With I think the baby. With the baby. I think actually that was one reason for me to make sure that I pass. Because I'm like, it's not just me now. There's a baby coming now. I have to make sure that I pass so I can get a good job, so mm. I can give her a home, so she doesn't have to to go through what I went yeah, through yes. because she needs shelter. You understand? So, mm. I they they gave me the thing, the next first thing. Then I continued with my studies. Was it not hard with a small baby? Did you have help? I didn't. I remember I, uh, she was born on the fifth of June. Ooh, winter. winter. Winter baby. Oh. Then five days later, I had an exam. Hmm. I had an exam. There were days five where, days after you gave birth. Yes. I had an exam. Yeah. There were days where I had to carry her and study. There were days where I had to it was just it was just bad. I had to carry her to be able to study. I had to carry her to, to write my exams. The exams that I missed because she was sick and I just didn't have anywhere to take her. And you know when a baby is sick, you can't just say, Hurry, I need three hours to yes. write. I'm going to carry her on my back. It's, it's hardly possible. It's, it's impossible. So the exams that I missed because she was sick. But I had to just press on. I had to press on. If it meant that I had to... Study the whole night. Yeah. I had to do that because mostly at night she's sleeping. Anyway, you know, babies like the sleeping <laughs> patterns are like are like awkward. So I, I think you were awake. Would know <laughs> you are awake that. most of the time. So at yeah. least you could have time to study. But I mean, it doesn't make it easier. And because I gotta remember, it's it's Caesar. I gave birth through Caesar. Mm, so, you have to heal. So it was difficult for me to carry her from the bed and put her when I have to breastfeed. So I had mm. to make sure that she sleeps on my chest. Mm. So my baby got used to sleeping on my chest. Oh no, mm. that's the worst part. Because now you yes. always have to carry them. So now for she's three now. She still sleeps <laughs> on my chest. Yeah, she still sleeps wow. on my chest. So she got used to that. So mm. it was so difficult to put it down. If I have to study, mm. it's either she's on my chest. The laptop is here. She's gotta be here. <laughs> yes, because it was easy to just breastfeed. Mm. I, my my hands were not properly waking after giving birth. I think it's because of those things they put Injection. us yeah. the injections. So they were not waking properly. Mm. So I had to make sure she's anywhere close where it's gonna be just easy to easy. just yes. you know because I started giving her food when she was six months. So the whole other six months I was breastfeeding. 
so I, it has to be somewhere here. <laughs> so for the for these sure. three years, she's been sleeping on my chest. Oh. But so did you complete your studies? Yes, I graduated. This yeah. Well done. <laughs> Congratulations. I was waiting Are for this happy? victory story. Uh, you yeah. don't look happy. <laughs> it was, it was, I am happy, but on a grad, I had no one to come for my graduation. Oh. Yeah. Did you send your uncle an SMS? I told my family I'm graduating. Okay, yeah. not literally no one, because my pastor showed up. Thank okay. God for him. Mm. But you mean your family, my your blood family, family direct family? Yes. Did you yeah. invite them? I did. They just decided not to come. They just decided not to come. But you still graduated anyway. I still graduated anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well congratulations. Done. Thank you. And how is it being in the job market before we close? Where are you mm. now? Um, you know, have you found work? Um, how's your baby now? Have you guys settled in? Where are you staying? Are you in a relationship? What's happening? Um, well, I found my pastor helped me to find a job. It's not what I studied, but mm. it's paying the bills and the baby is able to go to school. We do, we're able to pay rent. And I think shelter is one of the most important things that I I, I value the most. If mm. there's one thing mm. that I want, is shelter. Yeah. So, yeah. Relationship? No. <laughs> no. Not no. now. Not now. No. Nah. But you're in a good space. I am in a good space. Yeah. I think the only thing that matters the most right now is that I have shelter. Mm. Yeah. I don't have to bother anyone. Because mm. before I got a job, I was, I think the week before I got a job, mm. I was literally looking for a shelter around Houting. Sure. I couldn't get it. I was looking for a shelter. Mm. I couldn't get Just it. Just to have a roof over your Just head. Just to have a roof. Something that people take for granted every day. Because I thought going it's, back it's, home, which home am I going back to? It's not an to option. Whom? It wasn't to, an option. It was not an option at all. Last time I went home, my wife's, my, my uncle's wife, mm. hidden food for me. She had to heat food for me. And I had a newborn. So when I, I was like, you have to eat if to breastfeed. I have to eat to breastfeed. Now, these people are hiding food. If I go back home, they're going to be doing this to my child. I'd rather go to a shelter. I'd rather go through the streets. The woman who raised me, my grandmother, she called mm -hmm. me. She said, come back home. I was like, I'm not coming back. You know what's going on there. I'd rather be a street kid or whatever. I'd rather stay in the streets. I am mm. not coming back. I'm not. Sure, I pray that your family finds find some sort of peace within themselves to be able to to do you better and yeah. to, to, to do good for you and your daughter yes. because you deserve it. They, yeah. they, yeah, I really hope so. I really pray so. And I think continue praying for them. You're a woman of faith. Yes. Continue praying for them. Don't give up on them. And um, I wish you and your daughter a lot of happiness. And I hope that one day she... She has a beautiful re relationship with her father as well because yes. you didn't have a, a good relationship with your father. I pray that at least she can have a relationship with her father. We can only pray and hope at this point um, and not give up on that opportunity. Yeah. And that place where you found peace and found love, that place where your mom directed you to, yes. which is church. I hope you never even let go of that. Um, it's, not an, it's not even an option. It's not an option. It's not an option. Yo, that was Basani's story. Such an inspirational story. I think against all odds, today she's got a shelter. Mm. Today she's a graduate. 
today. She's yeah. got a beautiful daughter. Yes. She's got a shelter over her head and she is working hard to make sure that she has cemented the future for her and her daughter. And I believe that God is going to bless you in abundance. I do. Thank you so I much. Do. We wish you nothing but the best. May God continue to bless you. Um, and come back to continue testifying of his goodness mm-hmm. on the show. Well, we've come to the end of the show. I just want to thank you so much for watching or for listening. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or you're watching here on YouTube, do the right thing. Comment, like, and share. Make sure you subscribe. Remember, guys, this is Road to 200K subscribers. We are so excited. And through yeah. you, everyone who is watching, we can do it together as a family. From myself, in a and myself, Millicent, and our lovely guest, Basani, is bye for now. now.